Inspired by faith. Inspired by faith. Inspired by faith broadcast radio. The new wave of faith-based radio, where we are building your faith one show at a time. Get it, get it, get it, get it. Hey, 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 y'all. How's everybody doing on this Thursday? Hey, look, it is Thursday. This is Mighty Mikey Mike coming to you live and in demand from the comforts of the studio, Studio 818. How is everybody doing on today? Look, I got a great lineup for y'all today. It is good to be out. It is good to be living. If you're still living, God still has a plan for your life. He knows the plan that he has for our lives. We can't read. Hey, look, he knows the plan. Jeremiah 29 11. Anyway, look, I have a great lineup for you all today. I thank you for tuning in to the Inspired by Faith broadcast. Once again, we are back and in demand. Yeah, we are in demand, y'all. Look, if you ain't up, you need to get up, get out, and get something. That's what Outcast used to say. They said, don't let the world pass you by. Get up and get out and get something. This is Mighty Mike and Mike. The lineup for today, I'm not going to tell you, you got to listen to it, but I do have We Gonna Be All Right, and I have Pastor Michael Bailey with Davis Pandemic. I may play that one. I don't know, but um, tune in, listen to the show. This is Mighty Mikey Mike, and I am taking off. Thanks for listening to the show. Go to the website. You can get the video from the website, and if you just go to our YouTube channel or our other channels you'll be able to just listen to the um broadcast all right this is mighty mikey mike i'm taking off inspired by faith broadcast.com no longer.net.com all right be blessed which side of the supernatural do you want to be on Wonders working God, you alone deserve my 
Do you believe the report of the Lord? Or are you walking in this world making decisions by looking at the natural conditions of life? Breakthrough by purchasing our seven-part series, Which Side of the Supernatural Do You Want to Be On? Purchase the series and other items at IamMichaelBailey.com forward slash Which Side of the Supernatural. That's IamMichaelBailey.com forward slash Which Side of the Supernatural. Are you feeling like you can't make it in the pandemic? Feeling like your mind has been going in a 365 degree circle? I don't know which way to go. Folks, I'm here to tell you that you don't have to worry about it. That God said he'll never leave you nor forsake you, that he is there for you. You need not to fight this battle. Come over with me to 2 Chronicles 20 and 17, and it reads, Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. You will be all right. Isaiah 55, 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Believe the word of the Lord. He sent his word, and it will not return void. You're going to be all right. The Lord said, I am with you. Deuteronomy 31, 6. Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. You will be all right. Hebrews 13 and 5. Let your conversation be without covetedness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he have said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. You will be all right. The Lord God, he is with us. So walk by faith and not by sight. The next sight you will see is the victory of the Lord. Second Chronicles 20, 24 through 25. And when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked into the multitude and behold, they were dead bodies fallen to the earth and none escaped. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance, both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away. And they were three days in gathering of the spoil. It was so much. Spoils come with salvation. Tomorrow about this time, get saved. Romans 10 and 9. You gonna be all right. Keep worshiping and praising God in the midst of chaos. Remember, set yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. We gonna be all right. Yes and amen. Never let your faith go Woo! Never let your faith go yeah, I've been there before So confused, don't know which way to go <laughs> Stressed out, world so crazy Miles will stay in the house Fear trying to rise up Got terrorists disguised They look like us, but we know who we trust Trust when I say that we gon' be alright We gon' be alright We gon' be alright We gon' be alright. 
in these last days Evil times will come in this here day Look at all the hate, senseless crime and murder Human trafficking, racism, police brutality Bullying, rape, trouble and stage Show me the appearance of evil, I pray Let your kingdom come, let your will be done In the earth, let your glory rise Let your sun shine, let it burn Good morning, good morning, leaders of faith listeners. This is Pastor Michael Bailey, and welcome to your early morning cup of bread. Now, we know that man cannot live by bread alone, but this segment is meant to inspire, encourage, motivate, and wake you up to what Christ is calling you to do. Welcome. Hey, how's everybody doing? Today's teaching is called David's Pandemic. What did that look like? That's right, David's Pandemic. What did that look like? And the foundation scripture for this message is found over in James 1, 2 through 4. And it reads, My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Amen. Heavenly Father, I come before you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless the people of God that's listening to the sound of my voice, that you continue to allow us to push forward through faith, think through my mind, and speak through me. Holy Spirit, I ask that you lead me as I speak this word, as it goes forth, unhindered, unchecked by any outside force, I ask that we all are blessed from hearing the meat of the word and that Holy Spirit that you grow it up, water it, and God that you bring the increase in Jesus' name as we pray. Amen and amen. David's pandemic. What did that look like? Now, the other day I was looking up the definition of the pandemic. And to my surprise, a pandemic is an outbreak over nations, not just one demographic location, but over nations. We see that it causes pandemonium, pandemonium, where people are 
are supposed to be in fear, but the people of God are not supposed to be in fear because God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Amen. So there's this massive breakout where we sit down and look at the news and the news is pumping fear into people's mindset. But as people of God grounded and rooted in faith in Jesus Christ, we do not supposed to fear. Our report is supposed to be the report of the Lord. And we have to decide which side of the supernatural do we want to be on? Whose report will we believe? Will we sit there and let the news sow seeds of unrighteousness in our hearts? Or will we continue to study the seed of the word? So the scripture says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptation. So the divers' temptations is that the enemy has went down the earth to and fro throughout the earth seeking whom he may devour and he has people in his crosshairs. But we are to count it our joy. Why do we count it our joy? Because the word says, knowing this, that the trying of our faith, it tries our faith. Now we know that when we look at Job, the Lord our God allowed Job to go through his situation. Yes, we know that Job did let his guard down by what he spoke, but it's still tried his faith and Job did not curse out God and die. He kept on serving the Lord our God. So just like Job, we have to keep on serving the Lord our God as he's working our faith. And the Lord our God uses whomever or whatever he wants spiritually and naturally to work out our faith. We just have to believe. It's a part of life. It's called a process. The word of God in James 1 and 4 says, but let patience have her perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. So we have to go through things in life. Everything is a process in life. And we know that God does not give out any unjust weights. We have to go through the process. In fact, the Lord our God says, I know the plans that I have for your life. Jeremiah 29 11. Have you considered my servant Job? Have you considered my servant Michael Bailey? Mm -mm. I didn't want to go like this. I didn't see this process coming, but I know I'll get to the other side. Yep. It's a process. Pandemic is a process. David's pandemic. What did that look like? So our lives are a continued process, whether we go to the mountaintop or we go through the valley. We still have to depend on the Lord our God. It works out our faith. And to be eligible for the process, you just have to be alive. Doesn't mean that you had to do anything bad. Doesn't mean that you had to do anything good. We have to go through the process as believers so we can be made to look just like Jesus. Say amen to that. Count it all joy. Let's look at David. David's pandemic. What did David's pandemic look like? And what did David do in order to make it through his pandemic? Let's look at 1 Samuel 21 and 1. Let's start there. Then came David to Nob, to Amalek, the priest. And Amalek was afraid at the meeting of David and said unto him, Why art thou alone and no man with thee? Hold up. David is alone. David is alone because he is running from Saul who wants to kill him. Saul is on a murdering spree and David is running for his life. This is a pandemic for David. David is thrown in a pandemic. Let us keep on reading. And David said to Ahimelech the priest, the king have commanded me a business and have said unto me, let no man know anything of the business whereabout I send thee and what I have commanded thee. And I have appointed my servants to such and such a place. Now, therefore, what is 
is in thy hand? Give me five loaves of bread in my hand. And what there is present. And the priest answered David and said, There is no common bread under my hand, but there is hollow bread. If the young men have kept themselves at least from women, got to be purified to eat this bread. And David answered the priest and said unto him, Of a truth, women have been kept from us about these three days since I came out. And the vessels of the young men are holy, and the bread is in a manner common. Yea, though it were sanctified this day in the vessel. So the priest gave him hollow bread, but there was no bread there but the show bread that was taken from before the Lord to put hot bread in the day when it was taken away. Amen. So in David's pandemic, the first thing he did was to eat the bread. We have to eat the bread of life, my brothers and sisters. We have to eat the bread of life. And what else did David do? Let us keep on reading. Verse 8. And David said unto Ahimelech, And is there not here under thine hand spirit or sword? For I have neither brought my sword nor my weapons with me, because the king's business required haste. And the priest said, The sword of Goliath, the Philistine, whom thou slewest in the valley of Eli, behold, it is here, wrapped in cloth behind the ephod. If thou wilt take that, take it, for there is no other save that here. And David said, There is none like that. Give it to me. So David got the sword of Goliath as well. So as David knew he was in a pandemic and knew that he was on the run, what he did first, he broke bread and then he got the sword of Goliath. We have to break bread, know that Jesus Christ is the bread of life, and we have to get our sword, the truth of the word. The word of God is a two-edged sword. And let us keep on reading. Verse 10. We're still in 1 Samuel 21. Verse 10. And David arose and fled that day for the fear of Saul and went to Achish, the king of Gad. And the servants of Achish said unto him, Is not this David the king of the land? Did they not sing one to another of him in dances, saying, Saul have slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. And David laid up these words in his heart and was sore afraid of Achish, the king of Gath. And he changed his behavior before them and feigned himself mad in their hands and scrambled on the doors of the gate and let his spittle fall down his beard. Then said Achish unto his servants, Lo, you see the man is mad? Wherefore then have ye brought him to me? Have I need of mad men that ye have brought this fellow to play the madman in my presence? Shall this fellow come into my house? So in David's pandemic, he is going over into Gath. Gath is a type of Babylon, land of the Philistines. He's going into enemy territory. Folks, every time that you're going out the house, every time that you're going to the next Walmart, every time that you're going to the next Superbox store, the news, the CDC is prophesying an outbreak that you will get a disease, that you're going to die if you go out into certain territory, that you're going to die if you go to church. But the last time I checked my Bible, it says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Folks, you will not die. I prophesy to you right now, you shall live and not die. With long life, he satisfies you. Let me get back on topic. But notice, you don't have to fear. You have to break bread. You have to take up your sword and walk. Take up your bed and walk. Use your authority in the word of God. Confess Psalms 91 and believe and go by faith out into Babylon. Say amen. Amen. David's pandemic. What did that look like? Okay, so the next thing David did as he was stopped in customs, feigned himself mad and led into Gath, he got access to the country. And let's look at 1 Samuel 22 verse 1. And it reads, David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave Adullam. And when his brethren and all his father's house heard it, 
they went down thither to him. And everyone that was in debt, and everyone that was discontented, gathered themselves unto him, and he became a captain over them. And there was with him about 400 men. And so every one that was in debt, everyone that was in distress, they gathered themselves to David. They knew that he was a mighty man. They knew that he was anointed. So they go down to David in the cave of Adullam. And in this pandemic, in David's pandemic, he first gives God praise. He praises God first. He honored the Lord, his God. And he wanted to know what the Lord our God will do in his life. And he also honored his parents. He honored the Lord our God and he honored his parents. How do I know this? Let's read it. Verse 3, 1 Samuel 22, verse 3. And David went thence to Mizpah of Moab. And he said unto the king of Moab, let my father and my mother, I pray thee, come forth and be with you till I know what God will do for me. And he brought them before the king of Moab and they dwelt with him all the while that David was in the hole. Amen. See, David honored God and he honored his parents. He didn't let them be alone in his pandemic. What are you doing for your parents in this pandemic? And I'm talking about older parents. Are you checking up on them? Are you calling them? See how they're doing. See how they are holding up, especially if they are widowed call them see how they are take them out to eat cook them something say mama daddy i love you honor your parents so you have long life say amen to that okay so as david is listening to the voice of god the prophet gad in verse 5 says and the prophet gad said unto david abide not in the hole depart and get thee into the land of judah get thee into the land of praise we have to give god our praise we have to get to the land of praise yeah, some people say that the church is shut down, but what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna risk it? Are you gonna believe the prophets? Are you gonna look at the ordinance of Babylon? Or are you gonna go to the church? Colossians 2 and 20 says, Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why as though living in the world are ye subject to ordinances? Hmm? Not subject to those ordinances. Go down to the church house and praise some people say you don't need the church what are you gonna do are you gonna praise them everywhere you go praise them in walmart praise them in kroger's what you gonna do get out the hole and go praise them so david left the hole let's keep reading then david departed and came into the forest of Harith. so notice in david's pandemic david is going from place to place just like the ark of the covenant remember the ark of the covenant that got passed around in gath in philistine country let's go to first samuel 5 let's read verse 1 and the philistines took the ark of god and brought it from ebenezer unto ashdod when the philistines took the ark of god they brought it into the house of dagon and set it by dagon see this is the philistines god and let's see what happened and when when they of Ashtod arose early on the morning, behold, Dagon was falling upon his face to the earth before the ark of the Lord. And they took Dagon and set him in his place again. And when they arose early on the morrow morning, behold, Dagon was falling upon his face to the ground before the ark of the Lord. And the head of Dagon and both palms of his hands were cut off upon the threshold. Only the stump of Dagon was left to him. Therefore, neither the priests of Dagon nor any that came into Dagon's house tread on the threshold of Dagon in Ashdod until this day. But the hand of the Lord was heavy upon them of Ashdod, and he destroyed them and smote them with emeroids, even Ashdod and the coast thereof. 
So let me prophesy to you real quick. For his name's sake, coronavirus, COVID-19, the pandemic is cut off for you, my friends. For his name's sake, you don't have to bow. Coronavirus will bow. The pandemic will bow. The name of the Lord Jesus Christ is above every name. And you, my friends, are children of the most high God who going to bow. Think about that. So we ain't going to bow to nothing. We don't care. We ain't bound to nothing. Be careful for nothing. We ain't bowing. How about that? So the Ark of the Covenant was a pandemic for the Philistines when they took it from Israel. And now David is just like that Ark going into the Philistines. But notice he's going to have favor. He's going to have favor in his pandemic. Let us keep on reading. Let's go over to 1 Samuel 23 and verse 10. And it reads, Then said David, O Lord God of Israel, thy servant hath certainly heard that Saul seeketh to come to Keilah to destroy the city for my sake. Will the men of Keilah deliver me up into his hand? Will Saul come down as thy servant have heard? O Lord God of Israel, I beseech thee, tell thy servant. And the Lord said, he will come down. Then said David, will the men of Keilah deliver me and my men into the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, they will deliver thee up. Then David and his men, which were about 600, arose and departed out of Keilah and went whithersoever they could go. See, David is in a pandemic. He's on the run in this pandemic. But notice he continues to inquire of the Lord. Which way should I go in this pandemic? Which way should you go, people of God, in this pandemic? Are you going to give up in the pandemic? Or are you going to depend on the Lord our God? Even though it looks dire, even though it looks bleak, will you make it to the other side? If you depend on the Lord our God, I believe you will. I believe you will. Amen. And so David is going from place to place, city to city, as he's in the pandemic of his life, going from Saul. And let us skip over to 1 Samuel 27. Let's see what David does as he gets favor from the Philistines. He gets favor from the king's son, just like he had favor from Saul's son, Jonathan. He had favor with the king's son, over in the land of the Philistines. And he winds up getting land. And let us read verse two of 1 Samuel 27. And David arose and he passed over with the 600 men that were with him unto Achish, the son of Maiah, king of Gath. And David dwelt with Achish at Gath, he and his men, every man with his household, even David with his two wives, Ahinoam, the Jezreelite, and Abigail, the Carmelitus, Nabal's wife. And it was told Saul that David was fled to Gath, and he sought no more again for him. Now, this is interesting. The enemy stopped chasing David because he was in enemy territory. Folks, I decree and declare whatever was chasing you before the pandemic has now got to cease from chasing you. The enemy cannot touch you. You are the Lord our God's workmanship. The enemy has to stop chasing you in the pandemic and after the pandemic. You shall see the enemy's face no more. Whatever was chasing you is cut off at the root in Jesus name. Amen. Saul thought that the Philistine enemies of Israel would overcome David. Bring it up to today because there's a, a virus out there or any type of foul spirits and diseases released by the enemy. He thought that the enemy of fear or whatever disease was going to take you out. So he stopped chasing you. 
He thought putting fear on you would take you out. So he stopped chasing you. But the Lord our God. And let us keep on reading verse six. I'm still in 1 Samuel 27, verse six. Then Achish gave him Ziklag that day. Wherefore Ziklag pertained unto the kings of Judah until this day. Let's go back to verse five. It says, and David said unto Achish, if I have now found grace in thy eyes, let them give me a place in some town in the country. We're talking about Gath here, that I may dwell there. For why should thy servant dwell in the royal city with thee? See that? He's getting favor from the enemy in a pandemic. He's taking land. He's taking it by force. He considered the land, just like the Proverbs 31 woman. So without fail, David gets the land. And it says that David in the country of the Philistines was a full year and four months. Hey man, he got favor even in a pandemic. He got a whole city. He got Ziklag, him and his men and his family. David's pandemic, what did it look like? So in David's pandemic, he not only got land, but he also built the mighty man. He did not remain idle in a pandemic. He kept on using the work of his hands that were blessed by God. He did not remain idle. He used his gifting, he used the anointing, and he built the mighty man, the mighty man of valor. We know this when we go to 1 Chronicles 11 and 11, and it reads, and this is the number of the mighty men whom David had. We can stop there. Those same men that came down while David was in the cave with the anointing that attracted them, he made them into the mighty man. He built an army, folks, in a pandemic. He developed a city, he was a leader, and he developed an army of mighty men. How about that? What are you doing in a pandemic, David's pandemic? What does that look like? So throughout all of it, there came a time when the Philistines were about to have war with the Israelites. And David and his men strapped up for battle to go against Israel. But I believe in David's heart that he would not have went against the children of Israel. Even the captains of the Philistines told Achish to send David and his men home or else they'll come against us. Is not this David where they said Saul killed a thousand and David 10,000? He had turned on us. So Achish had to send David home. Even though there was favor in Achish's eyes towards David and his men, David did strap up, but David didn't go against the church. In fact, when Saul came after David continually, David said, I will not touch God's anointed. And we see the integrity of David in a pandemic. Even though the enemy chased him and was up close on him, we see the long suffering of God. Yeah, they may have tried to attack the body of Christ. Yeah, Babylon tried to shut the body of Christ down, the bride of Christ. But the Lord said, touch not my anointed, do my prophets no harm, and that no weapon formed against me or you shall be able to prosper and the lord is long suffering that none be lost giving them a chance to change giving them a chance to receive jesus as their lord and personal savior romans 10 and 9 confess jesus as your lord and personal savior that he died and god raised him up from the dead so the integrity on david's part was when the lord put saul in a deep sleep to prove david to see what he would do and david had a chance to kill saul in his deep sleep but he didn't he didn't go against the church he didn't touch God's anointed yep the Lord was allowing Saul to turn his life around to repent so that's the integrity that David had in his pandemic even though that people got laid off and there was no job in sight 
He didn't try a pyramid scheme. Nope. He had integrity. He acquired land and built the team. He started a new beginning. And so David and his men go down to fight with the children of Israel and get sent back to Ziklag. And when they get home, Ziklag is all burnt up. Mm. Not only is it a pandemic sitting over in Gath and Babylon, the enemy is chasing me down, but now we got these wildfires going on. The wind is constantly changing and the mighty men want to kill me that I trained. But David, once again, he inquired of the Lord, should I pursue and overtake all? What should I do, Lord? And the Lord says, pursue and overtake all. Now in this pandemic, eminent men are chasing after the enemy. And then some of the men got tired. They lost their breath in the pandemic, but they had to stay home. They had to intercede. They had to watch over Ziglag. But David and the other men kept on going and they pursued and they overtook all and got all of the spoils more than what was taken from the Amalekites that ran off with the stuff, the wives and the children. But God, David's pandemic, what did that look like? So folks, look, in David's pandemic, there was a new beginning. He always had faith in God, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is rewarded to them that diligently seeks him. Hebrews 11 and 6, Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. David continued to seek the Lord our God. He always inquired of the Lord in the pandemic. In his pandemic, we have to require of the Lord in the pandemic, regardless of what it looks like. We must remain calm in the Lord, remain calm in Jesus Christ. He built a team. David built a team. As the word of God says, be fruitful and multiply, have dominion, replenish, subdue. Genesis 1 28. Mm -hmm. He not only built his team, but he took care of his team. He was loyal to his team. He didn't come against the church. Mm -mm. He didn't cuss them out. Mm -mm. He prayed for the church. He didn't touch God's anointed. Everything that he did for the body of Christ, all the honor that he gave to his mother and father, and he honored God, that gave him favor with men. Psalms 23, he prepared a table in the presence of his enemies. He had favor in Babylon, favor in Gath. We have favor. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. When we do the will of God, keep his commandments, we have favor regardless of any pandemic. And most of all, he got the sword. He took the sword and he broke bread. Folks, we have to take the sword, the meat of the word. We have to take Jesus with us. We have to cast our cares on Jesus in any situation, no matter the circumstance. We have to continue to read the word. We have to rely on Holy Spirit, our helper that leads us to all truth and shows us things to come. And we have to use our sword. We have to pray. We have to pray to the Lord our God, get intimate with the Lord our God. And we have to give him praise and worship each and every day, speaking in our most heavenly language so that it strengthens us. It's a perfect prayer. We have to believe in Jesus Christ, our Lord and personal Savior, and let the Lord be our stay. Amen. So notice at the end of it all, the result of David's pandemic, what did that look like? He became king. The mighty men made sure he became king. You can check that out in 1 Chronicles 11 and 10. And it reads, these also are chief of the mighty men whom David had, who strengthened themselves with him in his kingdom and with all Israel to make him king, according to the word of the Lord concerning Israel. See that they made him king. Since he was loyal to them, they was loyal to him. They were in the pandemic together and they came out unhindered, unchecked by any outside force. Amen. David's pandemic. That's what that looked like. I hope this helps you. I hope this blesses you. Be blessed. Amen and amen. 
Hey, this is Pastor Michael Bailey. Thanks for listening to the Leaders of Faith Show, Morning Cup of Bread. Now, if the Leaders of Faith Show is helping you out, please be sure to share with your friends on social media. As well, if God has put in your heart to help our ministry grow, go to our website, trinitystonechristianfellowship.org and sow a seed in faith. Once again, thank you for listening to the Leaders of Faith Show, Morning Cup of Bread. Be blessed. Hey. If you desire to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, repeat this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive my sins and save me from eternal separation from God. By faith, I accept your work and death on the cross as sufficient payment for my sins. I ask that you Come into my life and make me whole again. Thank you for providing the way for me to know you and to have a relationship with my heavenly father. Through faith in you, I have eternal life. Thank you also for hearing my prayers and loving me unconditionally. Please give me the strength, wisdom, and determination to walk in the center of your will. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you just said that prayer with me, congratulations on being born again and welcome into the kingdom of God. If you don't have a church home, be sure to get into a Bible-believing church. Once again, congratulations for being born again. Continue to read his word, get guidance, and be blessed. Hey, get inspired, motivated, and empowered with the word of God. Tune into the Leaders of Faith show every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with your host, Pastor Michael Bailey. Go to our website, trinitystonechristianfellowship.org, and download the Leaders of Faith show. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you need any type of special prayer, be sure to contact us by email. Prayer at trinitystonechristianfellowship.org. That's prayer at trinitystonechristianfellowship.org. Are you ready to build and reshape your surroundings? Find out the eight steps to getting built through any type of chaos when you read Michael Bailey's book, David's Pandemic. David's Pandemic gives insight on how a journey of obstacles can shape us for the better. Purchase David's Pandemic now at IamMichaelBailey.com forward slash David's Pandemic. That's IamMichaelBailey.com forward slash David's Pandemic. I was sitting in the kitchen and I was like, Lord, what, what am, what am I going to do? Um, I have all of these responsibilities, all of this going on, and it seems like I'm doing everything I can for you, and everything is just going opposite. Anybody ever been there where it seems like you were doing all you knew to do, and still you took two steps forward and you took five steps back, and you said, you're saying, God, what, you know, what in the world is going on? And I was sitting in my kitchen, and, and, and I didn't understand it. And then these words came. I said, Lord, you are good. You've been so good. Lord, you are good. You've been better than good. I can't praise you enough. I owe you my life. Can't praise you enough. Even if I try. So good. Lift your voice. So good.
Come on, tell them today. You so good to me. Say, Lord, you are good. Lord, you are good. You've been better than good. I can't wait you enough. It's because I owe you, Jesus. I owe you my life. Can't wait you enough. Somebody say, even if I tried, even if it wouldn't work.
with tears in my eyes. And I had to declare out of a hard place that you still been better. I can never repay you, Lord. I can never repay you, Lord. I can never repay you, Lord. For what you've done for me. How you loose my shackles. How you set me free. How you made a way. When there was no way. How you made a way. When there was no way. How you made a way. Shut up. When there was no way, oh God, you made a way. Cause you've been so good. Come on, lift that up. morning, good morning, leaders of faith listeners. This is Pastor Michael Bailey, and welcome to your early morning cup of bread. Now we know that man cannot live by bread alone, but this segment is meant to inspire, encourage, motivate, and wake you up to what Christ is calling you to do. Welcome. Hey, how is everybody doing? Today's teaching is called Birth Back into the Kingdom of God. That's right, birth back into the kingdom of God. And the foundation scripture is found over in John 3, three through six, and it reads, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water, and of the spirit he cannot enter into the kingdom of god that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit amen 
Heavenly Father, I come before you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I ask that you bless the people of God that are listening to the sound of my voice. I thank you for blessing us with your word. I ask that you think through my mind, speak through these lips of clay. I ask that this word is unhindered and unchecked by any outside force and that it goes forth and accomplishes just what you said it shall do. Holy Spirit, I ask that you water the seed of the word sown in our hearts. I ask all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Birth back into the kingdom of God. Now, why did I call this teaching birth back into the kingdom of God? Well, let's go over to John 1. John 1. Let's start at verse 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. In the beginning, everything was in God and the word was God. Verse 2. The same was in the beginning with God. Verse three, all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. This simply means everything that we see today, everything that we're going to see in our future is already made invisible and visible. Verse four, in him was life and the life was the light of men. That's a key scripture. In him was life. The life was the light of men. Folks, we were already in him before the foundations of the world. Somebody say birth back into the kingdom of God. Let's roll over to Genesis 3 and let's start at verse 1. Now, before I read this, I want you to know that Adam was the king of the kingdom in the earth. He was a king of the kingdom in the earth. He had dominion way before he was breathed into the dust. He was a king in the earth. And that kingdom of earth was lost and turned into the kingdom of darkness when he gave it over into Satan's hands. And let us read Genesis 3.1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, have God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant through the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave to her husband with her he was with her and he did eat and the eyes of them both were open and they knew they were naked okay so the enemy used the smartest animal he didn't use a giraffe he did not use an elephant he did not even use a lion the strongest amongst beasts he used a serpent because a lion wouldn't roam around in the garden but snakes do and we know what happened to that snake you know what happened to that serpent satan does not care about using vessels he'll just use them up and they'll have to face the consequences that's why the word says that he's an accuser of the brethren telling on people day and night look look what they did look what she did is it lawful for me to go after him let me get back on topic so satan uses this serpent to get at adam and eve because there were no more people in the earth it was just adam and eve and they had glorified bodies so he tricked eve to say she would be wise but no they would have 
earthly wisdom. They would have earthly wisdom, no more revelation. And once their eyes were opened, that was their earthly eyes, their spiritual eyes went dark. Not only that, they were made naked, he left them and he stole the kingdom. Now this kingdom turned into the kingdom of darkness because nothing is light that Satan has. Because once it's delivered over into Satan, everything goes dark. And this is what happened after Satan took the kingdom. Genesis 3, 14. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above all beasts of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. See that he just used a serpent and made Adam and Eve naked. Mm. Verse 15, and the Lord is talking to Satan, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. See, now that Satan has stole the kingdom, now we have to be birthed back into the kingdom. And that key is scripture, Genesis 3 and 15, because it's a prophecy of Jesus, the seed coming into the earth to win us back as a harvest. Somebody say Jesus is going to bruise the head of Satan. Amen. Birth back into the kingdom of God. Let us go over to Matthew. Let's go over to Matthew. Let us start at Matthew 17, 1 and 17. And it reads, so all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. And from David until the carrying away into Babylon are 14 generations. And from the carrying away into Babylon unto Christ are 14 generations. Verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on the wise when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. So this lets us know the lineage of Jesus Christ all the way from Adam and Eve, 42 generations later. This was the promise. We have to be birthed back into the kingdom of God. And if we look at John 3:16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, for whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That is getting born again, my friends. Getting born again, getting saved. So Jesus comes on the scene saying, Repent. Let's go to Matthew 4, 16 through 17. Matthew 4, 16 through 17. And it reads, the people which sat in darkness saw great light. This is Jesus Christ. And to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for the Lord is with me. Jesus was planted in the earth as a seed, and now he's sprung up. Verse 17, from the time Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Amen. So Jesus came preaching the kingdom of God. We have to be birthed back into the kingdom of God. And we know in Genesis that the kingdom of the earth was gave over to Satan. And so it began the kingdom of darkness. And there's proof in Matthew 4, 8, when Satan offers Jesus the kingdoms in his wilderness moment. And it reads, Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceedingly high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. This is the glory the Lord himself put into those kingdoms that was snatched from Adam. Verse 9, and saith unto him, all these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then said Jesus unto him, get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shall thy serve. And what happened after that? The devil got up out of there. But this goes to show us that Jesus came to bruise the head of Satan 
and that we must repent to be birthed back into the kingdom because we were already in him before the foundations of the world. Further proof of this beyond John 1 and 4 is back over in Genesis when the Lord said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. And so the Lord our God breathed the breath of life into man. We were already in him folks before the foundations of the world but we have to get birth back into the kingdom of God. Okay, so now that we become believers by believing in Jesus Christ, that he died for our sins and he rose on the third day, Romans 10 and nine, now we must operate in the kingdom. And there are so many things that we can do. Look, the kingdom of God is all around us. It is at hand and the kingdom of God is also within us. Luke 17 and 20 says, and when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, and this is Jesus talking, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation, neither shall they say, lo here or lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within us. But how do we operate in the kingdom? Okay, once we become believers, now is time to learn how to walk within the kingdom of God. We have to learn how to walk within the kingdom of God. Yes, we believe that Jesus Christ died for our sins. Yes, we receive the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues. Now it's time to be guided through the kingdom by the Holy Spirit. We have to walk by faith and not by sight. We were born into sin, shaped in iniquity, and we are so used to that old conversation that we have to learn the new conversation. We have to renew our minds through Christ Jesus. And here are some things that we have to do once we become a believer. We have to speak those things that be not as though they were. We have to speak those things that be not as though they were. Did you know that the angels, the ministering spirits, they hearken to the voice of the word of the Lord. They hearken to the voice of God. So when we speak his word, they do things for us because now God is our father. God is our father and God is a king. And so the servants are working for us. We just have to speak the word of God and the servants don't rest. The servants don't sit down, but we are seated in heavenly places, joint heirs with Jesus Christ, our brother and our king and our Lord and Savior. He redeemed us from the curse of the law. So we have to speak the word of God and the angels hearken to the voice of that word. Now that we're birthed into the kingdom, we have to operate in it. Say amen to that. So once we become believers, we have to start walking in the fruit of the spirit. Galatians 5, 23 says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Once we become a believer, we're birthed back into the kingdom. We have to renew our minds through Christ Jesus. Romans 12, 2, and be not conformed to this world. You ain't gonna be conformed to the old ways or whatever they want us to do, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And what is the will of God? To love, to be fruitful, to multiply. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Amen. We have to trust God. We have to believe God. We have to obey God once we're birthed back into the kingdom. And once we become a believer birthed back into the kingdom, we have to speak in our heavenly language. Jude one twenty says, but ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Not only praying in the Holy Ghost, but praying without ceasing, going on our prayer walks, praying without ceasing, 
praying for folk, interceding for people. How about that? Once we become believers, birth back into the kingdom of God, we have to learn how to keep our eyes single. We ain't going to the left. We ain't going to the right. We just going to focus on the author and finisher of our faith, Jesus Christ. Matthew 6, 22 says, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, the whole body shall be full of light, full of Jesus. We just looking at the author and finisher of our faith. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So once we're birthed back into the kingdom, it's time to daily start trusting in the Lord. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct our paths. He's going to direct our paths, my friends. So being birthed back into the kingdom is learning how to cast our cares on Jesus. We ain't taking that heavy load. God didn't give us an unbalanced weight. He know how much we can bear, but we're going to cast our cares on jesus christ first peter 5 and 7 casting all your care upon him for he cares for you he cares for us we gonna cast our cares we ain't gonna try to lift it ourselves and we got the angels we gonna speak the word only speak the word only once we get back into the kingdom birth back into the kingdom once we repent of all of our sins it's time to get knowledge understanding wisdom and revelation proverbs 2 6 says for the Lord giveth wisdom out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. Proverbs 24, 3, 4 says, Through wisdom is a house builded, and by understanding is it established. Through knowledge is rooms are filled with every precious and beautiful treasure. Amen to that. See, wisdom is the principal thing. And through wisdom, he's building up our temples so Holy Spirit can reside within us. Where's the kingdom of God? Within you. And it's all around you. Folks, once we become a believer birth back into the kingdom it's time to get a daily relationship with god build our relationship with god first chronicles 16 11 says seek the lord and his strength seek his face continually and we know matthew 6 but seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you we're seeking the lord our god we're praising we're worshiping y'all amen to that amen once we're birthed back into the kingdom as a believer, it's time to start meditating on the word of God. Joshua 1, 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. We have to pick up the word of God. We have to meditate the word of God. We have to know his precepts and his laws in order to operate in the kingdom. Once we become a believer, it is time to start speaking the word of God. We have to speak the word of God. Ecclesiastes 8 and 4 says, Where the word of a king is, there is power. And who may say unto him, What doest thou? Romans 4 17 says, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things that be not as though they were speak the word speak the word only and watch the angels the servants the ministering spirits hearkening to the word of god doing things for you each and every day speak that word folks once we become a believer once we are birthed back into the kingdom as a believer we must walk from faith to faith romans 1 17 says for therein is the righteousness of god revealed from faith to faith as it is written the just shall live by faith 
We have to take those steps in the kingdom of God. We have to keep on walking by faith, looking into the author and finisher of our faith. We have to fight the good fight of faith, walking in the kingdom of God by faith and letting Holy Spirit guide us within the kingdom of God on this earth. And let me leave you with this Psalms 119, 105. The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Since you were birthed back into the kingdom as a believer, will you walk through the kingdom of God? I hope this helped you. I hope this blesses you. Be blessed. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Inspired by Faith broadcast today. If you're not a listener, go to our website, inspiredbyfaithbroadcast.com. Subscribe as a listener. And if you are a Bible training teacher, be sure to hit on Bible training teacher in order to get your show on our broadcast. Make sure you subscribe on our YouTube channel and hit us up on Facebook on Inspired by Faith broadcast. Well, this is Mighty Mikey Mike, and I am taking off. Thank you for listening to the broadcast. Get inspired.
Hey, tune in to the On Demand Inspired by Faith broadcast. It is a new wave of faith-based radio. Listen and get inspired as we are building your faith one show at a time. Tune in at inspiredbyfaithbroadcast.com. That's inspiredbyfaithbroadcast.com. 